Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. You're here because you're a high-achieving woman that wants it all. The success, wealth, time freedom, and genuine joy in your life. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I'm here to tell you, you can. You can have it all. But what is true wealth? It's not just money and achievements because success without happiness and fulfillment isn't success at all. Here, we're going to have conversations about creating a beautiful life alongside the success that you're striving for. If you want to create long-lasting success that's fully in alignment with the life you desire to live by working less, making more, and stepping into the version of yourself you've always wanted to be, then you're in the right place. Let's roll into today's episode. Module four. We are already on module four, and at the end of this module, we'll already be a third of the way through Unlock the Magic Within 2.0, which is just mind-blowing. It never ceases to amaze me how fast this time goes. Today, we're going to be diving into change. We're going to be talking all about how we actually create change that lasts. Because here's the thing. Statistically, by now, most people have already given up on their New Year's resolutions. The actual date is by January 17th. As I sit here and record this, we are past January 17th, which means most people have already given up on their goals for the year. Not even one month in. But if you are sitting here listening to this and you are invested in this program, that means that you're already way ahead of the game. We have just created our goals. We've just created our project board. And now we're going to be diving into how do we actually achieve those goals this year? How do we ensure that we don't become one of these statistics? So why is this year going to be different? How are you going to make this year different? You're going to go about change in a completely different way than you've done in the past. So the question is, why are most women unable to create lasting change in their lives? Why have you potentially been unable to follow through on your new goals in the past? Why has it been so hard? We hear this all the time. Change is hard. Why has it been so hard? There's actually a very simple answer to this. There's actually two answers to this. Number one is because of the way that you view change. And number two is because you've been going about change in the wrong way. Let's first talk about how you view change. Most people view change in a negative way, right? We dislike change. We fear change. And why is that? It's because we like certainty. We like known. When things are known and they're certain, they are safe, right? They're familiar. Most people tend to dislike things that are unfamiliar. They tend to dislike things that are unknown because in the unfamiliar, in the unknown, in uncertainty, there are things that we don't like. 
There is the potential for danger. There is fear. There is the potential for threats. There is the potential for failure. There is the potential for disappointment. All things that most people will shy away from. So if we view, if we view the unknown as a dangerous place, then we're going to pull back from change because change requires us to step into the unknown. And as we've discussed in previous episodes, the main purpose of the subconscious mind is to keep us safe, right? It's to keep us alive. To keep us alive means it needs to help us avoid danger. It it needs to help us run away from danger and from threats. So if we look at change as being a place of danger, a place where there's fear, where there's stress, where there's anxiety, where there's disappointment, where there's frustration, where there's a lot of uncertainty and unknown, our subconscious mind says, Danger, 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 danger. That is a threat. We are not going there. We are actually going in the opposite direction as far away from there as we can get. So the first thing we have to do is we have to rewire how we think about change. And then we have to go about the way that we change in a completely different way. And today's episode is going to dive into how we go about change in a completely different way. And then the next few modules after this is going to be about how do we rewire how we look at change and the reason I'm doing this in this order is going to make a lot of sense as I get more into this episode. Before I dive into change, I just want to say that in the last episode I noticed there was a lot of like bumping around. You probably noticed that in the background. That was because I talk with my hands a lot and I was actually hitting my ear um, earphone cord that's attached to my mic so I'm really going to try not to talk with my hands as much because I know that can be distracting okay now that we're done with that side note let's dive in like I said you've most likely been trying to change the wrong way what do I mean by the wrong way you have most likely been trying to change from the outside in when lasting change is created from the inside out. Now, I have been saying this for a couple of years now. Ever since I learned how our reality is created, I started saying change is created from the inside out. Change is created from the inside out. This is based on how our reality is created on a neurological level, the way that our brains work, on a universal level, the way that the universe is set up, how it is built, and on a psychological level. Change on all three levels is created from the inside out and yet most people go about change trying to change from the outside in. So 
When you hear things like what we focus on expands, what we focus on is what we draw more of into our lives, where our focus goes, energy flows. I know those sayings can sound very woo-woo, but when you understand how your reality is created, which again, we're really going to dive deep into in the upcoming modules, you understand or you're going to understand that those are actually very scientific sayings. And they all focus around changing from the inside out. We have to change internally before we're actually going to see changes in our external environment. And after saying this for the last couple of years, I happened upon something that reinforces this called the hierarchy of change or the logical levels of change. And this was created by Robert Diltz. And if you are enrolled in Unlock the Magic Within 2.0, you are going to get an image of this in the recap email that I send out with your homework. If you are not enrolled, you are missing out. You need to enroll. So you're getting all of the information that is necessary to really make the most out of this podcast program. Enrolling is so easy. All you have to do is scroll down to the show notes, click the link, enter your name and email, and you are enrolled in the program. This program obviously is completely free. It is on the podcast. It doesn't cost anything to enroll in the program. But once you're enrolled, you're on the email list. And what you're going to receive is you're going to receive an email after every single episode that includes the journal prompts, the homework assignments, images to explain what I'm talking about to help you integrate everything you are learning and really put it into practice. So you really want to be enrolled in this program and I'm going to be sending out an image of the logical levels of change or the hierarchy of change that Robert Diltz created to help you get a visual of what I'm talking about. The logical levels of change or the hierarchy of change shows how lasting change is actually created. So I want you to think about a pyramid. Think about like the food pyramid. That's what this hierarchy of change looks like. It looks like the food pyramid. So think about the food pyramid. That is your hierarchy of change and there are six levels. And I'm going to list out the levels from top to bottom. The first level is spirit, which is our higher purpose, what we believe we are here to do, like our bigger reason why. The level below that, which is the second level, is identity, who we believe we are. Think of I am statements. This is kind of like our personality. It is our state of being, who we identify as. The level below that, which is the third level, is values and beliefs. This is your mindset. The level below that, which is the fourth level, is capabilities. This is like your knowledge and your skills. The fifth level, which is the second level up from the bottom, is behaviors. This is actions, habits, routines. And then the last level, the sixth level, which is at the bottom of the pyramid, is environment and results. Okay, so we have 
spirit at the very top, then identity, then values and beliefs, which is your mindset, then capabilities, which is your skills and knowledge, then behaviors, which is actions, habits, routines, and then the lowest level at the very bottom is environment and results. The way most people go about change is that they look at change and try to change from the bottom up. So they try to change the two bottom layers, behaviors and environment and results. And I'm going to give you examples of this in a little bit. We change our actions. We change what we do. We change our routines. We try to change our habits. Those are all behaviors. And we try to change our environment. Now the problem is, is that those are the outside things. When I'm talking about change happens from the inside out, not the outside in, and most people are trying to change from the outside in, those two things are the outside things. Those are the things we control at our conscious level. And because we control them at our conscious level, those are the things we try to change first because we have conscious control over them. The problem is that our conscious level only creates 5% of our reality. The other 95% of our reality is created on the unconscious level or from the subconscious. The subconscious is the other four levels. The top four levels come from our subconscious. The bottom two levels come from the conscious. So instead of trying to change from the bottom up, change from the outside in, what we want to do is we actually want to reverse it. We want to change from the inside out, which is from the top down to the bottom. So we want to create a trickle down effect. We want to start at the very top with the spirit the identity, the values and beliefs, we want to change there first. And the changes we create there will then trickle down into capabilities, behaviors, and environment. The coolest thing about this is it does not rely on motivation. We've been talking a lot about motivation. We act in alignment with who we believe we are. On a psychological level, that is how change occurs. You will never act out of alignment with who you believe you are. So your beliefs about who you are, which is tied to your spirit, your identity, and your values and beliefs, are what create your capabilities, behaviors, and your environment and results. So if we don't want to have to rely on motivation and we want to make change a whole heck of a lot easier, we want to start with changing at the spirit, identity, and values and beliefs, which is mindset level, and then you're automatically going to see change and it's going to be so much easier to implement change in the capabilities, behaviors, and environment and results level because your brain does not like incongruence. There has to be congruence between who you believe you are and your thoughts and beliefs and your values and your reality. So there has to be congruence between your inner environment, which is the top three, and your outer environment. If there's not congruence, 
your subconscious is always going to revert back to spirit identity values and beliefs. It's not going to revert back to the conscious level. Again, because the conscious level only creates 5% of your reality. So if there's not congruence between the inside and outside, you're automatically going to revert back to the inside. Whatever is in alignment with the inside is what is going to be projected on the outside. So if we want to make change easier, we need to go about changing from the inside first. We have to change on the spirit, identity, and mindset level. And then change will automatically happen in the capabilities, behaviors, and on the environment and results level. To just put it another way, usually the question we ask ourselves if we are wanting to change is, what do I have to do to create this or achieve this goal? What do I have to do? There is an emphasis on behavior, on action, on habit, on routine. What do I have to do? But that's actually the wrong first question. The first question needs to be, who do I need to become? See the difference? Who do I need to become is an internal question. What do I need to do is an external question. So let me explain this through examples because this is going to make a lot of sense. But hopefully your mind is already being blown. I know when I learned this, I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense now as to why the change that I have desired is not happening. This is why people, you potentially, burn out is because you are so focused on the do, on the behaviors and the environment, changing at that level. If I just do more, right? If I just take more action, if I just do more, if I just work harder, if I just hustle, then I will create the results that I desire. That only works if the top four levels are already in alignment with what it is that you desire and most time those levels are not in alignment because the change you're trying to create is very different from your current reality so you're basically beating up against a brick wall you're putting in all this effort and all this work when the underlying foundation is not supportive of the changes that you're trying to make. So it takes a lot of motivation. It takes a lot of willpower. And eventually, usually you revert back, right? Because we don't know that we need to change the internal environment. And that's where the frustration happens. That's where the start and stop, start and stop, start and start and stop happens, right? It's because we're, we're constantly starting with the external and we're trying to change that without changing the internal so we're not making any progress we may make a little bit of progress but eventually we lose motivation because there's not congruence between the internal and external and we revert back to what's programmed in the 95 percent of our mind versus the five percent on the conscious level which we're trying to change so let's dive into examples the first example i want to give you I'm going to just give you an example with fitness because this is so universal and it is so easy to understand. If you think about someone who goes into a new year and says, I want to get healthy. I want to get healthy. I want to get fit. What do they do? 
they purchase a, a gym membership. They say, I'm going to go to the gym this many times a week. I am going to eat super healthy. I'm cutting out alcohol. I'm cutting out all processed foods. I'm cutting out sugar. I'm cutting out all of these things. They're trying to change behaviors and environment. Behaviors are what they're doing an environment is where they are. So the gym is an environment. Environment is what we surround ourselves with, right? So behaviors and environment can be very helpful in changing. And we can use that to our advantage. But again, if the internal foundation doesn't change, most likely those changes aren't going to stick. And that's why you see most people give up on their New Year's resolutions by January 17th because they're trying to change behaviors and environment without changing the things that lead to those behaviors and that environment. So people buy the gym membership. They say, I'm going to work out this many times a week. I'm going to cut out all of the things. There are other reasons why this does not work for most people, but we're going to stick to this main one which is they still may have a lot of underlying identities, values, and beliefs that are not aligned with being healthy and fit. Perhaps they've, this is their like fifth attempt at this. They've started and stopped five times. So now they have past experiences that lead to beliefs that they fail when they do this, that they can't do this. That belief is there. Perhaps their values do not align with this new lifestyle. Perhaps their identity doesn't. They don't identify as a healthy person. They don't identify as a fit person, right? They identify as an unhealthy person, as an unfit person. So their identity does not align with their desire, their values and beliefs, don't align with their desire. They don't have the capabilities yet, the skills and knowledge that align with their desires, which is to be healthy and fit. They probably don't have a bigger reason why either because most people don't get to that level. So the top four levels of the hierarchy of change haven't changed. They're just trying to change the bottom two. So at some point... They're not going to make it to the gym. Or they're going to mess up on their nutrition plan, right? What happens then? Well, what happens then is there is not congruence between the inside and outside. So they will revert back to the inside. Ugh. See, I told you I can't do this. Whenever I start, I always fail. Whenever I start, something inevitably always happens where I give up. I just am not meant to be healthy and fit. I am not a healthy person. I am not a fit person. Do you see how this works? This is why change isn't lasting. So let's talk about another example. Let's talk about money. Let's say you go into this year and you're like, this is the year that I'm going to pay off my credit card debt or I'm going to start saving for blank. I'm going to have I'm going to save a certain amount. I want to ha- create an emergency fund, right? If you think about it, that goal right there is based on behavior. It's based on doing. Taking a certain action. I'm going to pay off my credit card debt. 
What does that look like? Well, I'm going to pay off this much a month. Those are actions. Okay? So it's action-based. It's your goal. And maybe you start doing that. But then what happens? There's something that you see that you just have to have. That you just, you're just dying to have. You just want that thing so badly. And you're like, I just this one time, I can, I can skip on putting that money towards the debt or towards the savings and I'm just going to buy this one thing. Well, boom. Now you've already reverted back to an old behavior and it's most likely because the underlying identity, values, and beliefs doesn't align with you paying off the debt or you saving that amount of money. Maybe you identify someone who isn't good at managing money. Maybe because you've never had a lot of money in your savings account and maybe because you've made decisions in the past that you believe were not good decisions with your money, you identify as someone who is poor at managing your money. Well, if you believe you are poor at managing your money, Your behaviors are going to be behaviors that reflect that you are poor in managing your money. Because again, we trickle down. Maybe you believe you're someone who always overspends. Maybe you believe you're someone whose family has always had money problems. Not you believe, maybe you are someone who comes from a family who has always had money problems. These are deeply ingrained things in our identity, in our values, in our beliefs, in our capabilities. If everyone around you struggles with money and that's all you know, that's all you know, right? So you can try and change your behaviors and your environment all you want But if you don't address the underlying identity, values, beliefs, and capabilities that led to those behaviors, you're just going to revert back. You're always going to revert back to what's in the subconscious because it makes up 95%. So if you want to become someone who doesn't have any debt anymore or someone who has an emergency fund, who saves, who has an overflow of money, the first thing you have to change is your identity and your values and beliefs about money, about who you are with money, about how you are with money, your mindset around money, your relationship with money. From there, that will trickle down to new skills and knowledge related to money. Then once you have an identity that backs this new way you want to be with money, you have values and beliefs that back the new way you want to be with money, you have skills and knowledge that back the new ways and beliefs you, you want to, or the new ways you want to be with money, then the behaviors change. The environment changes. The results change. But if the underlying identity and beliefs are, I don't have money, No one in my family has ever had money. Everyone I know has always struggled with money. That is not possible for me. That is not who I am. You will never create the kind of change that you desire. So third example and final example is in business. I see this all the time in business and I alluded to this at the beginning of this example part of the podcast 
is that we in business, we are often so focused on strategy, right? I'm missing this strategy. I'm not doing this thing right. I need to do more. I need to work harder. I need to 10x what I'm doing. I need to hustle. And again, that is part of it. I'm not going to sit here and say that you don't need to take action. Action is part of this process. We have to take action in order to create the things we desire, in order to achieve our goals. Action is a key part. But so often the action is not in alignment with the top four levels. So then it's like we're just pushing against a wall and we're not making any progress. We're beating our head against a wall. I have done this in my business in the past four years because I just didn't understand this. I didn't know this. And so I would think that I just needed to change what I was doing. Like I've just got to do more. I've got to do more. I've got to work harder. I've got to implement this new strategy. And I was always looking for that magic thing on the outside. That magic thing outside of me. But inside, there were a lot of limiting beliefs. There were a lot of blocks. There was an identity that did not align with who I ultimately desired to be, what I ultimately desired my business to be, and where I ultimately desired to go. And this right here is the exact thing that creates overwhelm and burnout. Is this hyper focus on action, on doing, without looking at the other levels without working on changing the other levels. You can work on changing these things all at the same time. You don't have to go completely in order. However, the spirit, identity, values, beliefs, and capabilities, those are your foundations. That's your foundation that creates everything. So you have to change on that level. So on the business level, you have to look at your identity. You have to look at your mindset because if you're just trying to change behavior without changing those things, you're going to hustle and you're going to burn out because there's going to be no amount of action that you can take when there's a misalignment, when there's incongruence that is going to lead you to the kind of business success that you desire. Again, I hope you are just like so excited listening to this because you're like, this finally makes sense. I know when I first heard this, I was like, hallelujah, this finally makes sense. Like now it makes sense why I was working so hard and I was taking all the action and I wasn't getting anywhere. Now this all makes sense. And when it all makes sense, I can go about it in a different way. So we have to change at the first three levels first. Your spirit level, which is your purpose, why you're here, your bigger reason why. The identity level, which is I am, 
your state of being, who believe, who you believe you are, and the values and beliefs level, which is your mindset. It's your thoughts and your beliefs. These create congruence then between the inner and outer environments. It creates the trickle-down effect to the last two levels, which automatically creates change on the last two levels. And boom, once you do that, change can happen so fast mind-blowingly fast, faster than you've ever imagined. And it will last. It's not going to be just like a one and done. It will actually last. And then because you have that solid foundation to establish those new behaviors in that new environment, the behaviors in the environment are just going to reinforce the foundation. And then the foundation further reinforces the behaviors and environment. And it creates this circular effect which each with each one just reinforcing and making the other one stronger and stronger and stronger. And that's what builds momentum. And that's what makes you catapult. Now I will say, work on the spirit, identity, and values and beliefs level is very different than the work you do on the behaviors and the environment level. It's not the kind of work you're used to doing. The inner work, it feels different. It doesn't feel necessarily as productive. It's not like checking things off of a to-do list. So sometimes women struggle because they're like, I don't f- like it, I don't feel like I'm doing anything, right? It involves a lot of journaling, a lot of thinking, a lot of awareness, a lot of intentionality, making time for those things, making those things a priority, but that's not checking off a to-do list. So oftentimes it can feel very weird in the beginning when you're focusing on this work. But the reason I'm so obsessed with this work, with work at the identity and mindset level is because it is universal. So this work doesn't change from one area of your life to another. This work doesn't change from one specific situation to another specific situation. It is universal. Strategy is subjective. Action, behavior, routine, habit, All of those things are actually very subjective because there's a million ways to get to the finish line, to get to the goal you achieve, and everyone's going to do it in a slightly different way or a drastically different way. So it's hard to say like this is the way. But when it comes to spirit, identity, values, and beliefs, that applies to everything. And so when you learn how to do this work In one area of your life, the same exact process applies to every other area. So you learn it one time and you can apply it to everything versus strategy, which is very specific. So your homework, your homework for module four is I want you to look at or think about past times when you've tried to change and it hasn't happened. You haven't been able to stick with the changes that you desire. I want you to look at past what you deemed as failures or disappointments and think about how you went about trying to create that change or trying to create that result. And can you see now, based on this hierarchy of change, 
why it didn't work out. Okay, so that's the first thing I want you to do. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to pull out that project board and I want you to look at the action items you laid out and I want you to see if everything is behavior related. Everything that you laid out is everything behavior related. If so, I want you to go back and I want you to either add in or replace one of the behavior related stickies with an identity or a mindset related one. Who do you need to become on the identity level in order to achieve that goal? What do you need to believe is possible or believe about yourself in order to achieve that goal? So I want you to go back and make sure that you have action items related to or steps related to the identity, the spirit, and or the values and beliefs level. And then finally, I want you to just really start to become aware of where you have identity or values and beliefs that aren't in alignment with what you are desiring to create in 2023. And I just want you to take notice here because these are the things we're going to start to really dive into in the next few modules. So this is just going to be take notice. Are there parts of the inner environment that currently do not align with the outer result that you're desiring? So that is module four. That is what I've got for you today. We are officially a third of the way through Unlock the Magic Within 2.0 and things are going to start to pick up now. I'm so excited for where we're going. What else do I need to tell you? Come hang out with me on Telegram. On the grams, Telegram and Instagram. So come find me on Telegram. Scroll down to the show notes. You're going to see a link to join or subscribe to my Telegram channel, which is completely free. All you have to do is download the Telegram app, which is free also. And that is where we can really chat, where you can tell me what you thought of the episodes, if you had any breakthroughs your biggest takeaways, what's coming up for you. I would love for you to share that with me over there. And I share a lot over there as well. A lot of behind the scenes, a lot of things I'm working through, things that I've learned, things that I want you to think about. And hit me up on Instagram. If this episode resonated with you, if you found value in this episode, I would be so appreciative if you shared it. Head on over to Instagram, share it on your stories, tag me at Lauren underscore Francois so that we can help more women find this podcast. I hope you guys have a great day and I will talk to you at our next episode. Okay, you wealthy woman, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, share this with your friends and leave me a review. Leaving a review is so simple, but I didn't know how to do it at the beginning either, so I'm going to walk you through it. All you have to do is whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, find this show, The Wealthy Woman, scroll down, you'll see stars, and with those stars, you can leave me a rating and review. I'd love you so much for taking the time to do this. In all honesty, the reviews are what help the podcast get into the hands of other women desiring to create true wealth and manifest their dream lives. Okay, I'll let you get back to your day. See you next time.